Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tommy Arsentalis podcast. This is part three of a series that I've been calling My USF Experience. Today, I'm going to be talking about my entire junior year and the summer that happened afterwards, as well as a couple of points that I've forgotten to mention in the past episodes that I think are really important uh, and relevant to the college experience. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Before kind of jumping into my junior year of college, I realized that I've kind of forgotten to mention something that's really, I guess, relevant to the college experience, which is living situation. Um, Personally, I mentioned earlier that I moved from Fort Myers to Tampa, and so that was obviously a big change for me, but with the living situation that I was in, you know, at home, obviously, I just lived at home my entire life. Um... And I was used to that living in Fort Myers. I knew Fort Myers like the back of my hand by the time that I graduated high school. And I remember visiting here in Tampa and like it was all new. I think the first time I came to campus, it was just this weird experience of not knowing anything, not understanding where I was, not really understanding the layout of the campus and feeling like it was huge Uh, because compared to, you know, like my high school campus, which is literally just a couple of buildings to campus here in Tampa at USF, the difference is massive. And so I realized that I kind of forgot to mention that the moving experience was like a big shift for me going from living at home into living here at USF. And specifically for me, the first two years um, up until I moved out in the spring of 2019, I was actually living in a dorm on campus. And so I did mention that I moved into Summit Hall But that was kind of a different experience than I thought it was going to be. So Summit Hall is a suite style, um, a suite style dormitory. And so it's not like traditional where you have just a bedroom and then you have like bathrooms all the time. Not all of them are the same. So some of them are where you have, you know, just your bedroom and then you have to go to a communal bathroom in the hallways and we share with like what, three or four different guys or whatever that is. And then some of the rooms were like suite style so you had a bathroom in between two bedrooms um and then my specific room was that it was a bedroom and there was me and one roommate and then we had a bathroom in our bedroom so it was all kind of in the same area and it was just one bedroom so it wasn't very much space but going from living at home by myself to living in this bedroom with this other stranger basically was a very weird experience. I would say that I was kind of caught off guard for the first couple of months having somebody that I lived with uh, because I'd actually never really lived in a bedroom with somebody else. Uh, I know lots of people, you know, live with their siblings or like are in the same bed or bedroom as their siblings and that just wasn't the case for me. Uh, I was always in a different bedroom, always had my own bed and you know, even the bed was different, you know, like the size of the bed and the type of mattress and things like that. So it's just a weird feeling kind of being in this different place and having to go to sleep with someone else like next to you, um, you know, or relatively close to you, I suppose, um, where I was just used to being in my own bedroom all the time was a super strange experience. But I will say that the dormitory experience for myself was something that I'm glad I experienced 
Uh, but if I could go back, I might do something more apartment style uh, with people that I know because then I would have a kitchen I could cook in and things like that. But kind of just to give a little synopsis, basically I was living in Summit Hall my first year. Like I said, I was in the suite style room with me, one other roommate, and we had a bathroom to ourselves. And then food wise, I had the unlimited meal plan. So I think it was called open access meal plan. And that meal plan meant that I could get like any food from any of the dining halls at any time that they were open. I could always swipe in if I wanted to get an apple or if I wanted to get a snack or if I wanted to get a full meal uh, or if I just wanted to swipe in and study in the dining hall and, you know, get some food during my study time, I could do that as well. And so for my first semester, I will admit that that was just super convenient. Uh, For a lot of people, it's not an option. Uh, I was in scholarship and so... That was able to happen for me, but for a lot of people, it's really expensive, and it is really expensive, Uh, but it was just kind of a convenience thing for being on campus that first year, and then after that, I mean, looking back, I definitely don't need that open access plan. Like, I, I shouldn't have had this open access, go anytime, eat as much food as you want type of plan. Um, I personally didn't have, like, a freshman 15, because I just, I have, you know, I don't really gain too much weight. Um... And that's just kind of how my body is. But anyway, that's besides the point. The point is that that was kind of how my first year went with my living situation. And uh, we didn't have a gym next to us at the time. So I usually usually, like worked out outside, just ran or biked or something like that. Um, And then going into sophomore year, I lived in the same exact dormitory, Summit Hall, However, instead of living in a suite with somebody else in a bathroom, I actually had my own bedroom. So I was in a bedroom by myself, just me, with my own bathroom. And a lot of my friends um, like to call it uh, the penthouse suite, which is kind of funny. But uh, I lived on the top floor of Summit Hall, overlooking like the gym and the pool and Fletcher, which is the road on the north side of our campus. Uh, and there's a bunch of other buildings there and, and all that kind of stuff. But that was probably one of the most unique experiences I had and a lot more like what I had at home, which was just a, you know, bedroom to myself. And I had like my own bathroom that I could, you know, go to whenever I needed to take a shower or whatever it was. And so um, that was a very different experience for me. And as far as the meal plan goes, I believe that I switched, honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what I had at the time. I don't think it was open access. Um, It might have been where you have 15 meals a week or you have like a certain set number of meals per semester and you just get that many meals. Uh, Like, for example, you get like 60 or like 120 meals for like the whole semester. And so you can swipe in and each time you swipe, you kind of tick off a meal off your plan. and I, I shopped a lot more, like, at Publix or whatever to get food. Uh, but I didn't have a kitchen, so it was literally just me in this bedroom. And I didn't even have a microwave or anything like that. So most of what I did was just eating at the dining halls anyways. Um, and there's three dining halls on campus. There is one called The Hub, which is in my area of living, the village, um, right next to my dorm, basically, is this place called The Hub which is a nice building, but the food was below average, I would say. Um, Like, I would give the food there, like, 
man, like a five or six out of 10, like it wasn't got great quality. However, there were some things that were good. Like the pasta bar was amazing. And every time they made omelets with like real eggs, you know, that was really good too. So I really enjoyed some things. And then there's another dining hall called JP or Juniper Poplar Dining. And it's called JP Juniper Poplar because it's in that hall, JP Hall. So they have their own dining hall in their building and there's you know a little bit better I would say just because they have a couple more of those like custom bars like pasta bar and there's a vegan bar that was actually like really really good had like vegan options um, like different meat options but mostly I just got like a ton of vegetables and like some rice noodles and that was just amazing but so JP I'd probably give it like you know seven out of ten um something like that. And then there was Champ's Choice. Uh, Champion's Choice was like the dining hall right next to the gym. And it was the primarily primary dining hall for athletes. And so they got to eat at Champ's. Um, like athletes get like a certain number of swipes to eat there. I think that's how that works. I really don't know. But everyone else can also eat there. And so that one's probably like a 7.5 out of 10. Everything is better at Champ's, probably for the athletes because, you know, they always give the athletes um, a great experience because they want them to play sports for them and things like that. So, um, But they have a great pasta bar there, more fresh ingredients, I felt like. Even their pizza was like better made and um, salad was fresher vegetables and things like that. So anyways, those were the three dining halls on campus. And so my first two years, I spent a lot of time at these dining halls eating there. Um, and even going into my third year, I spent... Um, a little bit of time at the dining halls because I had a still I had a meal plan even though it was less than what I had in the past um, so and that's kind of my experience for those those first two years um, I was living yeah I was living in this like as my friends called it the penthouse suite um, it was a really nice place by myself but it was by myself and that's something that um, as I kind of progressed along my sophomore year going into summer. Um, and I, as I mentioned in the last episode, I was interning at First Baptist Orlando and I had a room there by myself as well. And I think I realized that as much as it's nice to have a room by yourself and have some alone time, having that much alone time is too much in my opinion. Um, I realized I was just like, um, relegating to my room a lot of times you know I'd finish an event and go back to my room immediately instead of kind of spending more time with people and so uh, my third year I actually ended up moving into the BCM and so that starts this part um, of my USF experience as I went into junior year um, I moved into the BCM as a BCM intern and it's kind of a complicated living situation but basically the BCM is this big ministry building um, and there are three rooms um, that up to six boys can live in and so when I moved in I believe it was full I'm trying to think um, I think there were one two yep I think it was a full house there were six boys um, living in the BCM building and then on the other side of the BCM building there's like a built-in apartment with um, so for the boys just to preface um, the boys have a room and the only thing in the room is a room it's just like a bed and you have like a closet and 
shelves and desks and, th- and things like that. Uh, and you actually have to go to like the bathrooms, like the communal bathrooms that are in the building and use those showers and use the communal kitchen that's downstairs as well. Even though those things are, you know, access to mostly just us in, as, as boy interns, um, it is kind of a communal thing at some points. And then separate from that, there is, like I said, built into the building, there's a girl's apartment and they have like their own living room, their own um, little like kitchen table, dining room table, whatever you want to call it, plus a kitchen and the bedroom and a bathroom all in their apartment. So everything is kind of included in their thing. And so you live in the building at reduced rent as an intern and you basically work for the ministry in a way. Like you take care of setting up for events and you uh, work towards like meeting up with people. You know, you want to meet up with a certain number of of students and leaders and things like that. And you have like intentional time that you spend with the director and with the other interns in order to grow spiritually and things like that. So that's kind of what really started um, me off. I moved into BCM and it was kind of all in at the time. And so I would say that this semester was BCM all the time. I, I mean, I was doing worship team stuff on Tuesday nights during our practice and Thursdays for challenge all day, or not all day, but all night, I would say. Um, and then I had, I believe I was part of like a Bible study, um, or maybe not a Bible study, but there were people that I would consistently meet up with uh, because of my worship team position. And so that was a really big semester for BCM. As far as social stuff go, I was, uh, me and Sarah, like I mentioned, started dating in April and then the summer came around and we were long distance and we actually got back, um, to Tampa and we continued dating and, um, that situation definitely improved because we went from long distance to being close together. Uh, and so that really, you know, that relationship kept moving on. And uh, because I moved into the building as an intern, I started to grow more in my relationships with people. Like my roommate was Austin. We moved in together uh, and we kind of, you know, click and hit it off. And we're very similar in like, you know, how clean we might want to be and just how chill we want to be and talking about um, sports and movies and things like that. So, um, you know, we, we definitely clicked and it, it worked out. And so that's kind of where I began to grow those friendships more and more. Um, another fun thing that I did that semester was I went to a wedding um, for one of my cousins that was happening in Colorado. And I got to enjoy that time with my family in the middle of the semester. And unlike um, my first semester of college where I had to, you know, evacuate to go to uh, to get away from the hurricane and, you know, was really homesick. This fall semester of my junior year, I actually really enjoyed that time I got to get away uh, because I was so involved here at uh, BCM and just at school and things like that. Uh, Additionally, I was going to a church at the beginning of 2019 and went throughout the spring semester and then fall or and then summer. I wasn't going to that church because I wasn't in Tampa. Come the fall, I was going to that church, but I was kind of realizing that I wasn't getting that connected to it. And there was other things going on with the church as well that uh, felt like I needed to move away from it uh, just because I hadn't even made any connections in the entire time I've been there. And um, I didn't really have the time as well to, to do the things that they required, like for worship team. I was going to play the drums there, but there was too much requirement. And so I started going to the church I go to now, which is called New City Church here in Tampa. And they're actually a church plant from a church in uh, 
North Carolina, and they came down here in the, I believe it was the summer of 2019, they came down and began prepping to launch their church at the beginning of 2020. However, in October of 2019, me and Sarah started attending this church called New City, and they were meeting at University Mall, which is a mall that's about two or three miles from USF campus. And to be honest, it's not a very nice mall, but that was just the reality of the situation of this church moving here and pre-launch is what they called it before they actually launched their church plant. Um, And so we had the opportunity to go there and to just get to know people And it's really been awesome to see how God has worked in my life and and also in Sarah and our relationship and brought other college students to the church and brought other individuals to the church and grown relationships within the church. And to this day, we are both going to that church and um, I love it. I love being part of a group. I love serving. I serve in the kids ministry and I also serve um, playing the cajon right now because they don't have a drum set. So I play the cajon for them and I set up. Um, church because we have to set up and tear down at this elementary school every single week. And so uh, I love just serving and being part of that church. And it's been a great experience for me. And that's something I'll probably go into at a different point. But that really started that semester. Um, And I think that being part as a Christian, being part of a church community, um, it was great to be part of BCM as a campus ministry. And I love connecting to the college students. But being part of that church community was really a, a big catalyst for me growing in my faith and also feeling like I had community outside of just the walls of USF because I think it's awesome to get part of student orgs and um, ministries and organizations, um, you know, with your academics or whatever on campus. But I would say that as a Christian, it's vital to get part plugged into a community um, that's not on campus because when you graduate, you're going to say like, oh, where's my community? It's like, oh, it's actually on campus. And, you know, when you're not a student anymore and you're not going on campus, you realize that that community is not as close as you thought it was um, in that you need to be proactive in equipping your, I guess, future self for having that community. So that's really important as well. And on along those lines of community, I was finishing up BCM a lot and uh like finishing up the semester as worship team and actually began transitioning into the role of the president of the ministry. And so I was selected as the president of the ministry for 2020 um, and got to you know participate in that role, which is just more of a relational role than the worship team is. Worship team is a lot of logistics and things like that, but the president role is a lot of relationship stuff and meeting up with people and just getting, um, you know, who's in the ministry? and what do they need, and who is looking for churches, and who is wanting to grow, and who is um, on the outskirts that needs to be talked to, and things like that. Uh, And at the end of that semester, got to enjoy a trip to St. Augustine. That was really fun. Me and Sarah went and saw the Night of Lights at St. Augustine, which was actually a really cool experience, and um, I just remember it being freezing for some reason. In December, it was just freezing, and we went to this thing, and it's a really good experience. So if you haven't, this is just a random tangent, but if you haven't visited St. Augustine, a good time to go is for the Night of Lights. It's just like a bunch of lights around the city in the historic district. Um, and we enjoy doing the touristy things like seeing the fort there and seeing the lighthouse. Sarah enjoyed the lighthouse more than I did. I'm scared of heights, so like it was kind of terrifying. 
but it was still a fun trip and things like that. Academically, that semester, um, that fall of my junior year, I added a lot more courses in my minor. Um, I think I took like one or two courses in the minor as opposed to just kind of waiting until like my senior year to finish it up. And I was taking at this point, all major courses and all minor courses. So every single class that I was taking, and this is true from that semester of my junior year until the end of my college career, is that every class that I took was either part of my psychology major, my communication major, or my ABA minor. Uh, And I actually enjoyed doing that because I felt like every single class I was taking mattered and I could actually become invested and interested in it. Uh, And that was really cool. Moving towards the spring semester, um, I, well, personally, I was actually able to, uh, I I haven't really mentioned it too much, but uh, I've mentioned it in a previous uh, podcast episode uh, from the Tommy Talks podcast that I ran a marathon in the spring of 2020, in January of 2020, actually. So that was a really fun way to kind of start off the year and doing something really big and accomplishing Uh, that marathon. And so that was fun. Uh, But besides that, it doesn't really have too much to do with my college experience. But besides that, I got to really dig into the role of the president at the BCM. So we did a lot of like, you know, what do we want the culture to be as a ministry? Um, How can we meet up with our leaders and pour into them as they're like leading Bible studies and as they're leading certain teams and things like that? Um, and I passed off my role of the worship team to somebody else, and, and she took over and was learning the position and things like that. Um, and I actually transitioned from uh, my job at Safe Team because I, I had been working Safe Team this entire time. Um, I believe I was at Safe Team for like two full years. Um, and so I was I was transitioning off of Safe Team, and I actually got a job at um, a behavior firm. Um, working in the, the field of applied behavior analysis. So currently I work as a registered behavior technician, um, which is basically somebody who does behavior therapy for uh, most of the individuals I work with are like children and adolescents in schools, but also like in-home therapy to help them like reduce problem behavior, but also just improve their behavior socially, um, like social skills and also like functional living skills. So you know, even simple things like sorting laundry, tying your shoes, being able to discriminate between um, like if something is hot or if something is cold, because, you know, if the stove is hot, you need to know that the stove is hot for their own safety and things like that. So anyway, I started working that job and I realized extremely quickly that having a day job is infinitely better than having a night job. Uh, I enjoyed my job at Safe Team for the time I had it, but man, having a night job was just awesome. Uh, Or not having a night job, having a day job was just awesome. After figuring out that like I could have a real schedule in my life and I could have a real flow and I could have actual evenings to spend, I realized that was super awesome. Uh, And so I was beginning to do that and I really enjoyed that job for the first few months. because then COVID, obviously. Uh, and on that note, uh, I, I remember specifically, I got to spend my birthday with a couple of my friends and my family here in Tampa. And we went to a Tampa Bay Lightning game. And um, I was like super excited, super fun game, all that kind of stuff. 
And uh, I, two weeks later, spring break hits, um, and we were sent home because of COVID. And so immediately I was like, oh my gosh, I was just in this giant crowd of people. And two weeks later, everything is completely shut down. And so then this moves into basically the COVID part of my college experience. Um, That semester academically, I, for some reason, decided to take a lot of courses in my communication major because I wanted to kind of just like be done with it before senior year. And I have to say that was probably one of my most miserable semesters academically. Uh, For some reason, when you do a lot of the exact same major, you get really overloaded with stuff and you get bored doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, And in addition to that, I thought it was a good idea to take night classes. I think I took like two different night classes that were 6.30 to 9.15 courses. So 6.30 at night to 9.15 at night. And I thought that was a great idea. Um, It wasn't a great idea. If this, if anyone's like trying to figure out their schedule, um, unless you have to, don't take 8 a.m.s unless you love them, uh, and don't take night classes, again, unless you like absolutely love them. They're just not my thing. Uh, I was just there after the end of my full day, and I had to be in this classroom with people learning stuff that I was honestly not interested in for like two and a half hours. Um, I just remember the absolute valley of that semester academically was like, I just remember like crying before a class. Like I don't cry. I think I was just having a rough week and I was just overwhelmed with like things that were happening. I was upset and overwhelmed and like frustrated. And I just, the last thing I wanted to do was go to this class at 6.30 for like three hours. Um, But the good thing, I was like, Praise God for this, um, because I was having a rough time academically that we moved into COVID, um, not praise God for COVID necessarily, but like that I got to go online for these classes because these classes were so much easier online. Um, And I actually got to just, instead of listening to a three hour lecture, it was like, here's a couple of chapters in this book to read. Um, So that was really good. But anyway, the switch from everything in person lots of stuff happening at BCM to COVID was probably one of the hardest like cuts of all time. I mean, I felt like it was like screaming versus like not even whispering, but just like not speaking, you know, where there's just such a big difference um, in like, I don't know. I guess my COVID experience was that with school was that it went from 100 miles an hour to zero miles an hour and I didn't know how to feel about it. Um, after a while, you know, zero, zero miles an hour feels okay because you get to rest a little bit, but after you just were going a hundred, it's whiplash. And so if I could say anything else about COVID, it was whiplash, um, from everything to nothing. And it almost felt like the, the spring, the transition and the summer and the fall, um, was all kind of mixed together in this big melting pot and I take one second videos so I have this app called one second a day and I take like videos I try to take videos every single day um like that are like one second long and I add them into this little app and it like compiles all the videos together and at the end of the month and at the end of the year I can have this big video that has like 
um, one second from each day, and it's a good way to document things. And so I've done it for the past couple of years, and I remember last year, um, about March or so, I was doing it consistently, and then there's this gap. I think it's like March 20-something until, I believe, August, like when school starts in August, uh, that there is just a giant gap of no one-second videos. And if I can say anything about my COVID time, it's whiplash, and it's that metaphor of my one seconds didn't even exist. It's almost like my life flew by in a blur during COVID. I mean, I played lots of golf. I did quite a bit of schoolwork. I sat around quite a bit. Luckily, um, and I'm just like so grateful that uh, my family and my friends were were safe and not like super sick. There was, um, you know, some tragedy in more extended family and um, that was just rough. And, and so I see how that was just rough for so many people. But I am so grateful that those around me uh, were protected. And um, this has just been a crazy experience. And I could talk about that forever, but I don't really want to harp on it too much. So I did get to enjoy that time. Like I said, lots of, you know, downtime. Um, and me and Sarah had to go back to long distance dating for that time as well. Uh, instead of being in the same place again, we kind of went back to the summer before where we had to do long distance. And that was really, really rough. Um, but it's something that I think we're going through for a reason uh, because we've either been long distance or right next to each other being able to spend time together um, in the same city. So I've really... Uh, seeing how that has been beneficial. And I know this has kind of been all over the place from, you know, my living situation in the past years to COVID kind of being a a confusing mess. But I think this is just my experience, honestly, Um, as I'm kind of, you know, just, I don't know, (laughs) like elaborating on my experience, I realized it's really just a confusing experience that was very convoluted with, you know, oh my gosh, great social stuff happening, and this relationship has been really good, and work is also happening, uh, and also COVID just happened, and what does that mean, and, you know, here and there and everywhere, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a mess, and so that's just been my college experience. It's kind of been good and bad, back and forth, and here I am now, um, getting into senior year, where I'm like, I'm not where I expected to be. I'm not expecting um, as a freshman to come in and be like, yeah, my last two years, I'm going to be wearing a mask to school or I'm going to be taking completely online classes and I'm going to be completely separated from my friends um, and confused about what the heck is going on with the future. But that's just the reality of what was happening. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, And we're going to finish up with my senior year going into graduation and talking about the future into the next episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Tommy Arsentalis podcast and part three of my USF experience. I hope you guys have enjoyed this series so far. I'm looking forward to wrapping it up with part four next week, all about my senior year of college, as well as my career plans for the future and school into the future, things like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please be sure to share it with your friends and rate it on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to it there or wherever you're listening to it. And I will catch you guys on the next one.